Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And today, gentlemen, we just surpassed our one-year anniversary. What a great show that we had last week. And uh, thank yeah. you, everybody, for all the wonderful comments and uh, suggestions for this upcoming year. We're into our second year of the Wellness Guys. And what better way to start off with a great interview with a fellow Canadian? Fellas, the ledger. Yeah, so we just want to balance it out so that we have four guys on here. We want to welcome a fellow Canadian, Dean Dwyer from Canada, Toronto, Canada, from my hometown. Dean, welcome aboard. Well, thank you very much, guys. And, and listen, congratulations on uh, on your success after one year. That's uh, I, I always check the iTunes standing, so I always see that you guys are uh, rocking it in Australia. So that's awesome. Yeah, because Dean is, uh, was crawling right behind us <laughs> with his podcast. So, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's definitely number one. Uh, I believe that, Dean, you have a number one podcast on the self-help on iTunes. So we're, uh, we're definitely, hope, you know, welcome to Dean's listeners, if you are listening. And uh, we hope that uh, you, you're going to be... You're going to be absolutely amazed with what Dean's going to have to say. Well, Dean is has a new book that came out. It's called Make Shift Happen. And uh, Dean, would you like to introduce, you know, like how you got there? How did you write a book and how did you do a podcast and what are you all about? Yeah, well, there's a whole a whole bunch of questions in there. Um, I guess <laughs> the quick story about me, uh, some some have heard this, but, uh, you know, I uh, up until I was about 45, I was probably like everybody else. I just always struggled with my weight. Did a lot of did a lot of things well. Um, you know, I, I, I seemed to eat well. I was vegetarian for 19 years, so my, my diet was, you know, mostly whole foods and organic food, uh, exercise regularly. But I just never – I always seemed to be carrying 30 or 40 pounds, you know, more than I should have been carrying. People always, When I would tell people I was vegetarian, I'd always kind of get that raised eyebrow, like, shouldn't vegetarians be thin? And I'd be like, yeah, not all. So, uh, so <laughs> I had this moment at 45 where I just said, you know, all the stuff that I'm doing – uh, it just isn't working. And so I, I decided that, you know, I had to kind of come up with a better plan uh, about what I needed to do to kind of get results for myself. And so I, I decided that before I even had any success with any of this stuff, I just I decided that I was going to be the expert on me. And so that everything that I read, everything that I came across, I would filter through my own experiences and my own experiments. And that's actually how the book came to be. So I... Um, I was recording everything as I went along and different insights and, and, and thoughts and philosophies. And at one point, when I started to make some change, I thought, you know, I've got enough here now that, you know, this is a different approach than, than other people are talking about and suggesting. And so, uh, you know, I had this moment where I thought, you know, I want to write the book that I've always wanted to read. I'm sure you guys have the same thing in Australia, but you go into any bookstore and there's hundreds and hundreds of books on, on fitness and weight loss, but they're all predominantly the same. And I think if they were effective and if they worked... Um, we wouldn't have, you know, sort of the obesity issue that we currently have. So, so that was sort of the impetus behind the book and, and the website and, and, and the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, one of, the, one of the things, mate, that uh, I find fascinating, one is that you're a Canadian in Canada. That's amazing. And uh, Lawrence did say that before, and I, I thought that was amazing because I'm an Australian in Australia, right? But uh, <laughs> do you find that, that your message is, uh, is, 
it, it, it we've found that there's similar sorts of trends throughout the world. You know, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, America, UK. Everyone's getting fat, right? Everyone's getting massive. And uh, and what some people say, oh, that that works for the Americans, or that works for the Canadians, or that works for the Tasmanians, but it doesn't work for me. You know, do you, do you tend to find that uh, th- that one message does actually seem to ring true? And well, if if you do, what might that be? That's uh, a good question. I, you know, I don't, I don't know if there is one message. As a matter of fact, I, I would probably say I don't think there is one message necessarily that that rings true for everyone. Because I think again, to for me to make that statement, uh, you know, we're all we all come with different DNA. So I do think there are principles, however, that that do apply. And I think if people were able to sort of take those principles across the board and apply the principles, you could then sort of within each individual, you know, find out what works for you and what doesn't. I think. And again, this was my own approach, but I just found that I was sort of going with the with the general wisdom that was out there. So, you know, I, I would read something and it would be like, well, this is what everybody should do. But I mean, there are lots of people who have had success with lots of different methods. Like, for example, you know, I, vegetarianism didn't work for me. Uh, and I probably should realize that after year one, but it took 18 additional years for me to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we've all had that but, experience because it didn't work for me and it didn't work for you either, did it, LT? No, I was a vegetarian for about four or five years, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had a vegetarian meal once. It didn't work for me either. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, was that when when there was no more kangaroos or koalas left in your backyard? That's what that was. He had a detox one day. (laughs) When I talk about... And I think people need to, to try different things out to see what works and what doesn't. So, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad that I went the route that I did. Um, I said I didn't. I didn't have the mindset though to know how to sort of navigate through that stuff to find out what worked and what didn't. But uh, but no, I, I I think there are principles that do apply. I I'm not sure though that I would say that there is definitely one way that everybody needs to approach this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the things that you mentioned there is there's uh, there's some principles, um, and you know what. From what I've seen on your website, listened to in some of your podcasts, and looked at some of the amazing success stories that you've got on your on your website, that there's a there's a, a primal kind of approach that you that you're taking to to not only your message but also to the approach that you're you know that, that you're sharing to the the public, um, and that primal approach I think is what we talk about a lot as well. And uh, is is that what you did? Did you kind of go? Is it paleo that you went, or did you do something a modification of paleo? What what did you do? No, I, um, you know, I, I, so when I, I, I said I had this moment where I had to sort of change what I was doing, but I continued to be vegetarian. Uh, but the first change I made was I was recording my foods and I was going along and then I came across some Tim Ferriss stuff. And, uh, when he had the four hour body came out yep. and he had talked about this slow carb breakfast, which fit within the context of a vegetarian diet. So I started doing that, but I had noticed that I was putting weight on and it was the first time. And the only thing that had changed was I had added beans to my diet. And so it was the first time that I'd ever been able to kind of link a food to gaining weight. And so, you know, with the discovery that, that beans made me fat. So I jumped online and I came across, and you guys have interviewed Mark Sisson. So I, I came across Mark Sisson stuff. You can't help, but he's got a thousand articles on there. So you can't help but come across <laughs> this stuff when you, when you search on Google. Uh, but I, I, I started reading his stuff and the whole evolutionary approach to, to diet just, it made so much sense to me. And I... I literally made up my mind in like a half an hour. I'm like, you know what? This I'm not I'm not going to be vegetarian anymore. And I jumped wholeheartedly into the paleo thing. So I and it wasn't like I kind of dabbled with it or I thought about it for months. Like literally in a half an hour, 
uh, being online, read a couple of articles, jumped on my bike, went down on the down to the grocery store and like sort of loaded up on, you know, on, on meat and everything else. And, wow. and, 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 but I did it, like I said, I didn't kind of go in with like, I'm kind of sort of paleo. I went all in right away. Yeah. Is that what you talk about when you say makeshift happens is that, you know, you don't dabble or you kind of, you know, just go all in when you make a change is, is, you know, you talk a lot about the thinking stuff. Is that what you're talking about when your principles? I have to be careful because that's my, um, I'm an all or nothing kind of personality. So for me, that's an easy thing to do. I've always done that. And it's, it has pros and cons. Um, I have a love hate relationship with junk food, for example. I'm not the guy that can, uh, you know, have buy a bag of something, you know, take out a bowl and then put the rest away and, and eat it over the course of the week. Like I eat the whole thing as soon as I get it. So, um, so, so that, that principle applies to me and I try to make that clear to people too, that, you know, there are personality differences, you know, in this approach as well. And what, what so I have to be careful how I, I preface this stuff with people and, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to sort of, I, again, it's just, that's innate for me to be able to, to do that kind of stuff, but not necessarily, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It just is in my case though. Mm. So Dean, you talk about, uh, you know, changing how you work. Uh, how you look, how you work, and how you live by changing how you think. So you obviously deal a lot with the, the thought side of things. What do you find um, You know, people do wrong? Where do people get stuck in terms of the way they think? Oh, boy. Yeah, there's, there's lots we could talk about. <laughs> lots we could talk about with that. Again, and, and I'm kind of going from my, my own experiences, but you know, I, most of the stuff that we read is always, it's always the same approach. It, it's diet and exercise. Like when you look at, for example, you know, we have, I don't know if you guys, do you guys get the show The Biggest Loser? Do you see yeah. that? Yeah, yeah we do, unfortunately. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we yeah, really I, do. I, it, it probably sets back this whole wellness uh, approach, uh, you know, 100 years with, with, with the way they go about that. But, you know, when you look at a show like that, for example, I mean, it, it the way they did it, it's obviously it, there's an extreme on, on, on diet and exercise and people yelling and screaming at you so that you can do what you have to do. But the reality is for most people that, that you know, you, you, we, don't, we don't have access to that kind of a situation. So, I mean, we're really left to our own devices to figure this stuff out. And, and for me, I said I was always diligent with the eating. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I worked out at least three or four times a week and I used to work out pretty hard. So it wasn't like I, you know, I was dogging it, but I just yeah. wasn't getting any results. And so when I, I kind of looked at my own lack of success, that you know, it, it, it had more to do with my mindset. So as, as one example, and I, I think again, when I talk to people, people are always looking for that one big tip or that one big idea. Like, Dean, tell me one thing that will kind of change everything. And for me, it, one of the overlooked things is just simple consistency. You know, most people will start something that that will benefit, you know, how they look, but they don't keep it up. You know, they, they may, they're looking at sort of this 30-day, 60-day, 90-day approach. But, I mean, as you guys are well aware, wellness is not, you know, it's not a month-long program. I mean, if you're going to make a commitment to wellness, it's a lifetime commitment. And so uh, one of the things that people, one of the biggest mistakes that I see people making is they try to adopt stuff that they will, they can't possibly sustain. And so it's like, again, which is why I pointed, I was referring to The Biggest Loser. I mean, a lot of the stuff on that show is just not sustainable, you know, in terms of how they go about changing people. And sustainability yeah. is a bigger issue with all this. I'm kind of getting off track with this, but sustainability is actually <laughs> the major issue with with people in weight loss. Is that you know we can force ourselves to do something for a short period of time, but it's really really hard to be able to sustain that long term if 
you know, if we're doing something that's just well beyond our capacity. So consistency, I think, is probably the biggest thing that I see in people that they just they don't stick to some of the things that they start. Dean, you did a podcast on this. It was um, titled Living the Unlived Life. That's pretty powerful. Please, uh, please expand on that. Tell, Tell us more about that. Living the unlived life. Yes. Um, are you guys familiar with Stephen Pressfield? Yes, I am. Great, yeah, great yeah. author. Great author. Uh, I just read read Turning yeah. Pro. It was an amazing book. It hasn't come. I, I, um, I, I can't read ebooks. I have to buy the actual book because I write all over them. So it, it hasn't come to Canada yet. So oh, right. uh, I actually listened to the audio. I didn't actually read it. <laughs> Listen to it. <laughs> when did you read? I'm thinking. How did you do that? Oh no, I, I, I listen to things more than I read. So. <laughs> I listened to that twice. Crowd, it's a great right? book. It's a tough crowd here. You gotta be. You gotta be on your toes with this crowd. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. I, you know, making fun of me. It, this is a Canadian speaking from Australia, so you know it does happen. <laughs> uh. I am, um, but I, I came across. Uh, so Stephen Pressfield also wrote a book called uh, "The Art of War." Uh, the the war. Oh, sorry, the War of Art. The War of Art. Yeah, it's the War of Art. Um, and he, it was a really fascinating book. He wrote it from a writer's perspective, and he was actually writing it for other writers and painters and those sorts of things. But the book completely took off with anybody that essentially is creating art, which is you know entrepreneurs, uh, wellness guys, anybody that's doing something that that you know is, is sort of you know their passion. And so when I read that book, as I was going through it, uh, everything that he talks, he talks about resistance and and this voice inside our head that's constantly fighting us, you know, against all these things that we want to do. And as I'm reading, I'm thinking every time I, I I write these little notes in the margin, I'd be it's the same for weight loss, it's the same for weight loss. And the whole book was really everything he talked about for writers is exactly the same for people who are trying to change how they look. So anyhow, one of the uh, one of the chapters in there. He talked about this idea of the unlived life, and I, I loved the phrase at the time that I read it last year, and I was rereading it again uh, a bit earlier, and I thought, you know, I really think that for a lot of us, like people when they look at weight gain, um, a lot of people kind of look at it simply within the context of like, well, if I, if I change the foods that I eat, uh, then, you know, I'll be able to lose weight and, you know, I'll be happy with where I am. But I, I, I truly believe, and I look at this through my own, my own perspective now, that weight gain is a symptom of how we lead our lives. And so you can't simply look at just the foods that you eat and the exercise that you do. You have to look at the entirety of the life that you're living. And if you don't, and, and I, when I talked about this unlived life, it was like, you know, we basically, I, I, you can't see this, but I'm, I do come with props. Unfortunately, you can't see them. And they're my hands. <laughs> I'm holding my hands up. <laughs> but we, we have these two lives. We have the life that we lead, um, which essentially is controlled by somebody else. Somebody else tells us, you know, what we're going to work on when we have to be at work and those sorts of things. And then we have that, uh, you know, that life that we want to lead, you know, people who want to start a podcast on wellness but don't and all those sorts of things. And and yeah, what the way I, I kind of look at it is that, the further apart these two worlds are, the greater the angst and depression and, and weight gain and those sorts of things. I, I think a lot of the negative things that we struggle with, disease, illness, all those sorts of things, I think the further apart those, those worlds are, the greater you know, th- those negative consequences are. But I think as we begin to start aligning them, so when we start um, you know, sort of committing ourselves to these things that we're really passionate about and that we really care about, and I think we start to bring these two lives together, then I think we start to see success in other areas. And, and again, weight loss or, or, you know, health and wellness is one of those areas that I, I see a huge spin off of. 
happens. So, um, so is that then about you know really connecting with your why, like connecting it with what you really want to do in your life? Is is that the key? Can I make you guys speech? Oh, oh, we just lost you for a sec, Dean. Oh, am I am I back? You're back. Oh, okay. Must be that PC you're on. so so dean is it really all about connecting people with their why with their you know with their meaning for life you know what what motivates them is that what's going to help get people to start doing that more consistently i i do think that people do have to take a a, um sort of step back and take a look at the at the bigger issues with this again it's not this is not simply about the foods that you eat you know and and the exercise that you do and that's the that's the message that people are constantly putting out there but in my case it wasn't I mean, a lot of my struggles always came with the fact that uh, I started out as a teacher. I stumbled into teaching. I was teaching in the, you know, in the Canadian system here. Uh, and while I loved teaching, I didn't like the system. But I stayed in it because it was, you know, the responsible thing to do. You know, it was a great-paying job. Well, it is here anyway. A uh, great-paying job with good holidays and good benefits. But I really struggled um, sort of emotionally with that because I felt like there were so many other things that I could be doing with my life. And when I look back on this on a lot of the changes that have happened. I don't think it's a coincidence that my body began to change when I began to change the kind of work that I committed to. Mm. So is it when you saying you found your passion, your attitude changed a bit because obviously you loved what you did and everything else kind of came with it because you know you wanted to change the way you looked and also you found, I guess, better foods and better exercise to kind of guide you towards that passion? Is that what you're sort of saying? Yeah, it's 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 sort of it's a holistic solution, you know. It, again, it wasn't. Um, it, it becomes a lot easier to uh, you know to eat the right foods and to commit to the you know the right kinds of exercises and movements when other things in your life begin to align. Like again, if I'm in a relationship, for example, that just isn't working and it's sucking the life out of me, it's really really hard to to find the energy to to eat correctly when especially when you're you know you're crammed for time and those sorts of things it's hard to find the energy to do a workout when you come home from a job that you can't stand and so i i think again you know it we we look at we look at the problem in isolation most people attack sort of weight loss simply as a weight loss issue but i think if we begin to take a look at how we're living our lives and start addressing the other areas as well i think what what people will find begins to happen is there's sort of an alignment. We begin to uh, find some of the solutions. The solutions become a lot easier to implement when we start looking at the entirety of our lives and not just simply a symptom of something that's going on in our lives. So what's your strategy, Dean, for looking at the entirety of your life? Like, What's your strategy for, for sitting back and taking it all in? How do you recommend people go about doing that? Um, I don't have a definite (laughs) answer for that Um, but what I have um, what I have started to do uh, I I think and you guys probably experience this too with the people that you talk to and the people you work with but again most people again want tips like you know give me one or two things that I can do that are going to change you know my, my situation and the truth is there aren't one or two things. There's prob- Depending on who we are, there's probably 20 things that we have to do. But it, but it obviously starts with one. Um, for me, I have made a, um, a, a practice of this now where I spend minimum of 30 minutes, but it's usually about an hour. I get up early uh, in the morning now and I spend the first hour just with a notebook. And I basically go through what happened the day before. And it's it's all inclusive. It's not just uh, how I eat or the, or the exercises that I'm doing because I, I've... I've I've gotten to a point now where I've been doing this for about a year and a half. So 
I'm kind of automated with that now. I've really worked on a process now where you know I, I'm making a lot of the right decisions. But I look at the at the totality of my life. So I'm, I'm looking at you know committing to the kind of work that I want to commit to, which is really my bigger challenge. That 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 for me, when I sort of look at my own journey, my struggles with weight gain. I think are tied directly to the fact that I was never really doing the work that I wanted to be doing and I, I wasn't really sure how to put myself in that position. So I spent a lot of time just reflecting on me and, and more specifically why I do the things that I do because a lot of people, so you know, as an example with junk food for example, um, you know, most people look at junk food as the problem. You know, I, what I say is junk food is not the problem. That That is... Uh, there are reasons why we do what we do. So people say, "Oh, you know, I have a problem with 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 sugar or whatever." I don't. I never had a problem with sugar. I had a problem with the fact that when I got stressed, I craved crappy foods. And so, mm -hmm. until I started looking at what my stressors were and how I could deal with those more effectively, other than other than resorting to food, uh, my behavior never changed. But as soon as I started sort of digging into who I was and why I was doing what I was doing, it changed thing for me because it, it then. Uh, you know, again, when when I knew that stress caused me to, you know, to crave crappy foods, then, uh, you know, I was able to sort of, uh, like, I'm at a point now where I've gone three months, I have not had any junk food at all, which is something that, that, that if you had told me that last year, I would have probably punched you and said, that's impossible. There's no way. <laughs> these are big, these are really big points, Dean, because we, we do actually, well, certainly in my practice, I, I'm not only, a, I do a car, I'm a chiropractor as well as a naturopath and in my practice just over the last 15 or 16 years, I've helped a lot of people. And that that ability for you to reflect on what's important in your life and, and then make decisions on a daily basis that are going to further uh, your potential, which is quite clearly what you've been doing, it, it's a really hard shift for people to actually get to. Uh, and obviously, quite clearly, you've made that shift happen, which is you know kind of cool because that's what you're right on. Um, <laughs> but also, <laughs> congratulations. And then, But the other thing is... Um, to, to also look at that whole three-month gig, you know, I haven't had any junk food for three months. There's not many people on the planet that can actually say they haven't had junk food, apart from Brett. Um, there's, uh, there's not many people on the planet that can actually do that, you know, go three months without junk food. That's, that's a big deal. So, you know, I set goals at the start of the year. I, I always write down 100 goals. Um, that's part of my process for, you know, for the way in which I achieve things in my life. Uh, my wife keeps me accountable to what fits in my hedgehog, and uh, and we go through a, a number of different things at the start of the year that try and help me stay uh, true to what I'm trying to achieve in in the coming twelve months. Is that kind of what you do? I suppose what we're trying to get is a bit more of that. You know, what what do, what do you actually do to to stay on top of this? How do you manage to maintain such mental strength and clarity? Yeah, do you meditate? Do you you know spend time like? going through do you journal what do you exactly do what do you do Dave? uh yeah uh, well uh first of all I, you mentioned the hedgehog 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 i don't even know if i'm saying <laughs> <Yeah. wrong. laughs> hedgehog in canada hedgehog in australia <laughs> don't make yeah. it, oh, is this spelling me I'm, I'm finished but yeah i mean jim collins who uh, by the way i love I, I i think that a lot of his business stuff i've stolen a lot of his business ideas and applied them to myself um, yep. I do not meditate, although that is um, it is something that I would like to gravitate towards. I have um, I've had the hardest time uh, up. I mean, maybe up until the last year, but I had a hard time just being alone with my own thoughts because there's just a gazillion things that run. It's a little uncomfortable. I think a lot of people struggle with meditation because 
um, you know, it, it's it's uncomfortable to be alone with your own thoughts. And so I, I'm actually not even at a point yet where I'm, I have even considered doing meditation. But it is something that I do want to gravitate towards. But what I do find is meditative in nature for me uh, is journaling. And I, I find, um, so like for example, it's uh, when we started our interview with 7.30 this morning. Uh, so I was up at 6 and... Um, you know, I, I it's the summertime here, so I can sit outside. But I'll spend an hour just, and, and there's such joy that comes from that. And again, that's been an evolution with that. But but I have committed to that uh, to that process of sitting down and just you know really kind of digging into who I am and and what I want. And uh, so my journal is an opportunity to be as truthful with myself as possible. And that's been a big shift for me too because, again, it's, it's easy on this journey to, there are always reasons why, you know, I, I can be a victim to, you know, my genes and not my, you know, not the genes I'm wearing, but, you know, my, <laughs> my DNA. Like, you know, it's easy, it's always easy to sort of blame someone else or something else for our problems. But my journal is an opportunity for me. There's, there's a guy by the name of David Wood who also does a podcast, which is really cool, and he has a line that says, tell the truth all the time with compassion and I loved the line and I, I started thinking about it from my own perspective that if I if if I'm gonna have any success with this then I have to tell my own truth like I've got to call me on my own behaviors and if I don't do that then I'm always gonna struggle oh. and I, I see this with people all the time people will talk to them and they'll tell me their stories and they just, um, they're not being truthful about what's going on. There's always, you know, I, they, they can't control their situation because of this or that or the other thing. And the truth is, you know, that they are the, the reason that they can't control the situation. But, they, but they're not willing to admit that yet. It's easier for us to sort of admit something else. I completely got off track with that. Oh, it's, I, think, like, I, totally, I totally agree, though, because, I mean, I think a lot of us um, are very fearful for our own thoughts. And that's why we're very uncomfortable with uh, silence. And I think when we start to really reflect on, you know, what, got us to become, I don't know, lazy or overweight or procrastinating on a particular job, uh, you know, particular project or whatever it is, we, we start to question ourselves. We don't want to blame ourselves. Like you said, we blame others. And, but if we actually honest with ourselves and we've actually become, um, I guess, truthful within our own being to say, you know, what it, what exactly it is, we end up with the answer that it's me right? It's, it's always about us. It's nothing about what's happening around the world. It's just really just about us not doing what we really want, we should be doing. And so we, everybody knows how to lose weight. I mean, let's face it, like there's, there's, there's ways of doing it. It's just that we don't take action on them. We just want the quick fixes. And so I think those, you know, when you get, what are you getting there is about the thoughts. I think that's, I think it's truth. Most people don't want to tell the truth to themselves and we'd like to lie to ourselves and we filter it with our own beliefs and experiences. That was actually really, really well said. Uh, and it's humbling, right? I mean, this, 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 this yeah, much better said than I said, actually. I should probably just be quiet and let you guys do the rest of the interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it, it's true. It's really, it's a really humbling process. I realized that I am the biggest stumbling block and that, um, you know, and until I was willing to sort of address that and begin to sort of, you know, understand that, you know, I, that I could not, control my emotions like for me now like if, for example if I let's say I get angry at something it's easy for me to say well it wasn't my fault because that guy either he said this or he cut me off or whatever but the truth is when you're in the right place anger anger is not an emotion that comes out very often and so for me now the more humbling thing is 
so where where did that come from? Why is it that I had to get angry with that as opposed to responding in a kind and caring way? And as I said, I know this people probably are thinking or listening to this and thinking, well, what does that have to do with weight loss? But it really it gets back to, you know, what you were saying about this idea that, you know, we are afraid to tell the truth to ourselves. And, you know, we are afraid of silence. We are afraid of our own thoughts. And, and that's a very humbling process and, and, and a bit of a frightening journey because it means we've got to do work on ourselves. It, there's, we, we, we think that the solution is out there. I'm using props again, by the way. I'm using my hands when I say out there. But, uh, um, you know, we think the solution is out there. And I spent 45 years thinking that someone was going to fix me. And so before I even had any success with this, I'm like, I've got to fix me. And, and I've got all the materials that I need. I don't have to buy any more books on weight loss or I, I, all the books that I have. Um, if I just went through and I started rereading them, and as, as somebody just alluded to, if we were to just start acting on the stuff that we already have and just just pick one thing, like even if, like I would tell people when they start, people hate this, by the way, when I say this, but just start recording the foods that you eat. Like just just the simple act of recording every day what you eat. And people hate that because it's work. It's like, oh, that's a lot of work. And, but this is a lot of work. Like you, you don't change who you are by simply, you know, changing a couple of foods. You have to, you We're know. for it. Yeah. Well, I think exactly. well, I, th I think the people don't want to do it is because they they don't want to face the truth. <laughs> it's the confrontation, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's a bit they don't slap want to the face for many people. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, Dean, thank you so much. I mean, this has been great insights. I think that you 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 hit the nail on the head there when you talked about that. You know, we it's all about our thinking and our thoughts, and this is what the wellness guys is all about. I mean, the one thing you want to, if you want to get better and move towards wellness, you got to listen to the wellness guys, right? Or obviously, yeah, yeah. I mean, because we cover <laughs> all three areas. That's what we've been trying to do. We've been rotating the, the topics. You might not be aware of that. But that's what we've been doing. We've been rotating the food aspect. We've been rotating the exercise aspect. And we also have been throwing the thought thinking perspective and these three combinations is what moves people towards wellness and you cannot do one and not the other two you have to do all three and this is why we have three of us on the show to kind of guide to move you guys towards wellness and we're looking forward to you know especially for you guys to you know tell us your testimonies tell us your stories because you know we love hearing about that especially on our facebook page because you know we've been getting so many comments in the last couple of weeks which is fantastic dean um, you have a what great website, and you obviously have a great podcast as well. Um, the I think the website is called MakeShiftHappen.org, right? Is that right? That is correct. And so you also have a new book coming out. So there's also various places where you can actually follow the the podcast and also follow um, buy the book as well. So I hope uh, you definitely check out Dean's work. Um, Obviously, you've done a great episode. We're looking forward to fulfilling you guys with all this information in the next coming year. As always, join us each week on the wellnessguys.com website. Leave your comments below this particular episode and tell us what you think. And join us on, on the conversation on Facebook. We've been tons of conversations there. And uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter as well. Sign up for notice of each episode. And make sure you do subscribe on iTunes. Uh, we hit back to number one in Australia on the um, health um, podcast, I believe. And we're moving up the charts on the, on the top uh top top 100 so this is fantastic so until next week begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show